And welcome back, everybody, to the freaking awesome podcast. And this is episode 46. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> let's kill that bass head. Let's do this. I'm on the air, we on the air, we got this pockets flow. It's me and Tony on the mics, we gotta let you know. Of current events, little gaming, sprinkling some entertainment. We stay humble, but our mom still thinks we're famous. Turn up the bass and baby, maybe let that magic flow. Our spoken word is all the things you really wanna know. Having a good time on the show, T-Bows and Maddie G. Tune in and hit subscribe and join us on the FAP. Welcome everybody to the Freaking Awesome Podcast. I'm your host and sitting virtually across from me, hot from his debut of the June Centerfold of Geekly and Sex Appeal, uh, my co-host Matty G. Hey, hey, it was a fun photo shoot. Right? Tons of pocket protectors. Do you, do you get the extra fold out? Oh, I get the extra fold out. <laughs> <laughs> Is that and- a third leg? Yeah. <laughs> yeah well so, uh after that operation uh you said you had to take some takes them off uh are you sure you didn't add yeah. in, the, in there no, just keep scrolling back it's weird yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're a beautiful freaking nature my friend <laughs> thank you <laughs> so uh today we have a very unique guest uh she is uh quite a talented individual uh, who has not only uh, done a lot of awareness for uh, many different things that we're going to bring up throughout the show, uh, but she was also on the production team for the 2012 Olympic Games. Uh, She has her own production company, and uh, from the sounds of it, it uh, she's not only uh, in the uh, kind of the television and uh, advertising industry, she's also a little bit, knows a little thing or two about podcasts. Uh, Her company is 258 Studios. Uh, Today, we have our wonderful guest, Stacey Toy. Stacey, thanks for joining us today. Hi, everybody. I love your voices, and it was so hard to be quiet during you guys talking about the third leg. I have so many questions. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we love questions, especially if we can get Matt to blush, because that's almost impossible. you can. I've never blushed. Never. Right? I I heard he puts a cowboy boot on it. (laughs) What? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeehaw>. <laughs> oh, geez. Right on, Matty. Right. Uh, lead us off with the news today. Yeah, let's do it. All right. So first article I found, a little interesting, called Social Distancing Shoes. So right. uh, you know what they say, big feet means big uh, distance. Uh, that's a uh, Gregor loops uh, a cobbler from Romania hopes after creating a pair of shoes that will help enforce the rules of social distancing during the COVID-19 pandemic uh, loop who hails from the Transylvanian city of Cluj uh, came up with the idea of long nose shoes after being cooped up for two months in lockdown uh, no shit uh, <laughs> I, mean, Latvian, I mean you couldn't i mean geez i've been to romania and, it's, and like you know i mean wow uh yeah. i just oh. like all the people getting impaled you know as far as you can see uh but you know social distancing shoes well that's certainly you know <laughs> we'll do the trick you go from dracula to that i mean right uh the shoes come in european size 75 that's that's and and you should see these things it's like a regular shoe which is the giant ass like like toe area 
So it, could it be like a could it be like a boat? Like if yeah. <laughs> people like yeah. in a canoe, like all right. they could double as water skis. Wow. Wait a minute. So, huh? so this guy just basically invented fucking clown shoes. <laughs> yeah, basically. Except they're super pointy and they're kind of like they're kind of like water skis, actually. Wow. Well, you know, All right? It's yeah. Like a person, it, it'd probably be like the equivalent of watching like a squirrel on water skis, maybe, you know, like yeah. on the internet. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> or I'll just at least think that. So at least it's funny. <laughs> Oh. Well, his so here's what I guess he went to the market to buy seedlings for his garden, and this is kind of what the article reads. And um, and he said there weren't many people there, um, but they kept getting closer and closer to each other. And um, he said he just all all of a sudden he'd been a cobbler for 39 years, so he was like, oh, if people were wearing you know shoes and they were to face each other, they would know, like, hey, if you have three feet and I have three feet, like that's six feet. <laughs> Capacity belt for like being a human. Like <laughs> this guy probably doesn't need a chastity belt. Let's be honest. I mean, you know, I mean, there's a lid for every pot, you know. So <laughs> I guess so. Um, so yeah, he came up with this idea, and so far he has five orders. How much are they? Uh, One hundred and fifteen US a pair. That's not bad considering the extra material, right? Yeah, I wow. guess. And they're leather. So, so first of all, uh, you look like an idiot. Uh, second <laughs> of all, you're going to have a problem getting in and out of things, up escalators, up elevators, through doors, turning around corners. But you're COVID free. Well, and yeah. the Canadian just told you that. So, like, <laughs> right? And imagine like kicking and slapping someone in the face at the same time. Right, you knock yourself out. You know, like you fall down the stairs. Forget it. You impaled yourself. You're like, <laughs> you're done. Yeah, I, I think you just ski down the stairs at that point. Oh, I like that. I like that idea. Kids, don't yeah. try this at home. You know what? We all did this as a kid. We know exactly what that feels like. There's no happy ending to that. You're gonna get hurt. I know, but how much no, of that Amazon sales are gonna go up right after they hear this? Right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Twelve and under. <laughs> and, and kids would totally do it too. I uh, dude, I remember I remember being a kid and um I must have been like probably eight or nine, and my sister and I <laughs> removed a piece of the neighbor's east trough, hammered it out flat, turtle waxed it, and rode it down like a hundred foot hill in our yeah, backyard. I give you kudos, wow. man. That's called making lemonade out of lemons. I don't <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, no, I was that was a lot more effort for me. I just went down the stairs in the laundry basket. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I remember doing that too. That's a blast. Yeah. And we lived, right? We lived. So it's true. Yeah. True. If anything, uh, I don't know. Maybe we were the catalyst for ridiculous shows like Jackass. Yes, I'm. Fr I was friends with all those guys and stuff. And <laughs> when I was in college, and I haven't heard from them in a long time, but um, my friend. Uh, he used to co-own the Nocturnal Skate Shop with Carrie Getz. And so I used to go down and hang out with them. And yeah, they were fun. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, I wasn't dumb enough to uh, do anything stupid, but I definitely stood on the sidelines and, you know, cheered them on. But <laughs> Well, who was the original crew? Like, did they all grow up like BAM and, and Knoxville yeah. and, yeah, and steve -O? 
it's funny because um, the re- whole reason why I even was connected to them is because they used to, before they were famous, used to come up to the uh, skate park that my friend owned in the Poconos up here. Um, and they just knew each other because everybody used to just go skate park to skate park. And then, um, you know, they ended up, one of them ended up opening up uh, this, the skate shop in South Philly with Bam's, one of Bam's best friends. And Carrie's been on a bunch of episodes. He's, um, you know, an Ezekiel guy, sponsored by Ezekiel and a bunch of other ones. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really cool back then, but it's kind of sad, like to see, because I mean, I'm, I'm super happy for Steve-O. I, you know, Johnny Knoxville obviously did good. Um, you know, I've heard Bam's, you know, back and forth and I know he was for a while, um, you know, and then obviously losing Ryan Dunn. Um, it's just, it's, I can't believe that stuff even happened that most of those guys lived, you know, like it's just, it really is. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Craziness. All right. So um, I, I got a quick article here. And um, this one, oh, you, you let me know what you think. The title on this is Man five, uh, Find 500 Euros for a Provocative Fart in Front of Police Officers. Oh, I got to hear this. How do you <laughs> from, I, You don't laugh at fart jokes, though. Like, we can't be friends. Like, no. <laughs> Exactly. Like he would say fuck when it came out of his like how, what? <laughs> well, depends how he maybe he did. Maybe he was like fuck. He could throw right. a voice through no. his asshole. Oh boy. <laughs> Let me here and, and we'll see if what uh, what we get. So uh basically said the Austrian police had forced to defend the penalty after the Austrian newspaper revealed that a man had been punished for offending public decency on June fifth. Officers argued that the offender was uncooperative and behaving provocatively with officers leading up to the incident. They wrote on Twitter that the man had been sitting on a park bench before getting up, looking at them, and then letting go a massive intestinal rim, apparently with full intent. Well, like, committed, man. I'd stand up and give him like a, a situation. I know. <laughs> You feel better now, don't you? <laughs> Did you make eye contact the whole time? Well, and, and see, that's, I mean, I'm trying to figure out at what point or how do they define a provocative <laughs> Like, finger in his mouth and look at them and go, mm-hmm. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. I hope so. Where's the body cam out, like on the police? Those, that's the body cam I want to see. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what if this guy just had like IBS or something? What if it wasn't any intentional? Like five hundred euros, like for farting? Yeah, like I, mean, I don't realize like, where this is, but that seems a little. Um, they damn you know, kills there! I'm like, come on, that was where the sound of music was. <laughs> it's five hundred and three euros, by the way, because the chili dog was three bucks. Oh, that <laughs> that was the catalyst. I think we figured it out. Yep. <laughs> that yeah. was nature. Uh, you really get fined for just nature? I mean, I, I know. The same thing can happen. <laughs> right? That's like, great. Remember the guy, uh, it was in Africa that's fart uh, kept away malaria uh, carrying um, insects? Do you remember that guy? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I do remember that, actually. And that guy is hailed a hero in his village. Do they bottle it? Like, is that Edu Toilet? <laughs> yeah, he's he's got he's got a weird. Yeah, doesn't he have like a weird pheromone or something that he gives yeah. off? And it, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. 
uh, it clears a two mile radius of around the village. Oh so none of them have ever gotten malaria. Now scientists are like, well, what's in this guy's fart that that's preventing mosquito uh, or uh, malaria carrying mosquitoes from coming in? So, dude, uh, what if that article was super old? We find out that DEET DEET was the <laughs> was from this guy DEET <laughs> the whole time. Yeah, right. You know, I love America. I love like oh, the news. It's just incredible. Like these, I don't even know where you would dig this stuff up and like witnesses and in, in those kind of countries. Like, oh my, oh my gosh. gosh, it's crazy uh, the things that come across in this world. And this one wasn't even a Florida news. So, dude, I I was totally fine with everything happening, and I was like, you know what I mean, lately and the Corona and and the the recent movement, and I could get behind it, but then. Apparently, I found out yesterday that they're taking Aunt Jemima off the syrup, and I just got to put my I got to put my foot down somewhere. All right. So, because you brought it up, we yeah. let let's talk about it very very briefly. Um, I don't know if this is. I I would almost find it an insult. Like these are childhood classics that we right. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't say anybody ever looks at Uncle Ben's or Aunt Jemima and finds that a racial thing. It's more of like. These are like heroes of our childhood. Nobody made syrup better than than Aunt Jemima, right? right? Yeah, right. Uh, nobody had better rice than Uncle Ben's. Mm-hmm. I know. Zatterman's. I mean, like, so, <laughs> yeah. I know. I know. Um, you know, and that's the. I I hate this because I I would love to say so much, especially because I have um receipts from my family fought for the Union, but when they came over from Ireland. I have 23 receipts. They went down to South Carolina, actually bought slaves, kept the families together and brought them back up here and helped them to get started. And, you know, cause they yeah. were totally, you know, they were no Irish need apply. So, you know, everybody was on the same team, like let's fight for equality. And I did the equivalent. I just picked five out of the 23 and it was like eight slaves, some kids, some women, some men. And it, the inf, uh, inflation rate in 2015, it was like $50,000. Now, you know, it's like my family died, fought, you know, uh, actually, I, that's why I don't have money because they like invested in into other people's freedoms. And like everyone is like, oh, white privilege and this. And it's like, dude, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't get the scholarships because I'm white. I don't get. Yeah. To, and I'm not offended, you know, I, but and I just literally don't see color and people say that's the problem and i'm like to be honest i think racism might be dead if people didn't keep it alive as much as they do uh and that's very controversial and i'm not racist at all but i just if we're going to be equal the same with men and women like the me too if we're going to be equal you better start acting like it and not just like burning your own shit and like you're acting like a bunch of kids no i I totally i totally agree it's funny we tony and i we try to stay away from the political stuff often and my thing is though and i just had this conversation it was funny i was in line to get a haircut and and this i found out right and and a buddy of mine just happened to be there and he mentioned and i'm like come on like the thing is is that we can't erase history Mm -hmm. right But, but we shouldn't either because that's where we learn to be better Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And yep. and it seems like a lot of people are trying to go back and erase these things that happen. Well, if you erase these things that happen, you also erase the lessons that we learned so that we don't do it again. Yeah. So, but you know, I feel like they're acting worse now than they than they did. You know, like I have letters. Uh, I have 53 letters between my great, great, great grandparents when he was serving in the Civil War. And it was like, 
you know, he was cold. He got over the mumps. He was sick. Nobody was paying him. And he's like, have faith. Everything's going to be okay. You know, like we just got to, you know, fight. And he came back home and then lost his wife and five kids to diphtheria over a two week period. And it's like, holy shit. Like the people today don't know what suffering, no. you know, at yeah, all. No. <laughs> yeah. We were completely blindsided by this, this COVID thing. And to be honest, it, compared to historical viruses, it's, it's a drop in the bucket and we're all panicking. So mm-hmm. it's, uh, I don't know. It's, it's interesting, but, we um, pussies. No. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <Hot> for. <laughs> <laughs> the grocery stores are closed. I'm going to die. <laughs> <laughs> well, so we didn't true. have to resort to cannibalism, so we must've uh, fared well. Yeah. Yeah, speak for yourself. I ate my neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> I find uh, you. That's great. <laughs> uh, uh, oh goodness! All right. Um, so I got a, a, a. Have you thrown your second article, Mary, Maddie? I I didn't. I can, you can throw yours out because I kind of just you know segued there a little bit. Okay. All right. Uh, so my article uh, actually is a little bit of tie in to your last article, Matt. <laughs> oh, do you want me to go first then? Uh, well, no, what I mean by your last article, I mean, oh, by to, yeah, yeah. Uh, so the title of this, <laughs> and, uh, you're going to love this because, uh, if you were ever a Seinfeld fan, uh, you're going to, you're going to instantly think of what I did. I know the title on this is man found with dead fish up his bum claimed he accidentally sat on it. <laughs> of course. I was gonna go with Ass Man, but that one was way better. <laughs> I mean, what else would you say? What is that? <laughs> Doctor I tripped fell and it landed on fish. It perched up there. I mean, come on. <laughs> now at least he didn't go through the whole rigmarole of being tested and having uh, having surgery just to admit it eventually, right? Good point. Good point. And they scanned him. And um, basically, the, the 30-year-old patient had traveled to uh, Zhuangqing uh, First People's Hospital in Guangdong, China, on the 3rd of June after complaining of abdominal pain. Sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> um, this one, though, is that he basically had a series of uh, CT and X-ray scans, and they found the source of the problem, a freshwater fish. When asked by the understandably baffled nurses how it got here, the man claimed he had accidentally sat on it. Mm, yeah. To which one medic reportedly replied, uh, Do you think I'm an idiot? <laughs> I accidentally put some worms up my bum. I accidentally put my bum in the water. And then a fish accidentally swam up and hit the worms. <laughs> you know the lie is just like snowballing. <laughs> <laughs> like when he when it, like when the wind blows does his ass like go like a jug like whoo because like you can, <laughs> there's no you can feel a, a, a pinky up your butt like a fish right right fish? and you should see the, the the picture of this fish it it's uh it's quite large uh, oh no someone's hand i bet uh, it was a sex fetish thing yeah yep, for sure <laughs> yeah yeah he couldn't find any gerbils no <laughs> But that probably needed it. <laughs> the grim footage of this, though, is they basically found that the the creature's spiny fins had caused ruptured in this large antenna, uh, and oh. and there's like this footage of the removal procedure where you could see 
all the the uh, the surgeons all of a sudden start gagging. Oh, I <laughs> Oh, was so horrendous. Oh, man. So I can look it up after the show. Yeah, we got to link yeah. the video. Yeah, exactly. And um, the x-ray is quite interesting when you see the fish up around his pelvis. Um, but like high, oh, like it's fine. That's crazy. Oh, wow. that's so crazy. it was a Mozambique tilapia. Uh, and these things can grow up to 40 centimeters in length. Now, they didn't actually say how long this particular fish was, but based on the, the, the scan, it was pretty hefty. Um. In the end, this man is, of course, uh, is healing up and, and living his, his good old life as it should be, uh, hopefully keeping away from fish. <laughs> yeah. well, again, from the out. aquarium. Other end. <laughs> what if you date somebody? I like to Google people when I date them, you know, and it's like, what, like, what would you do if that came up with the person that right. you're dating? Ass fish. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh! I, I don't oh know. Would you, would you put things around your house? House just seeing if he accidentally sits on them? No, I called Jeremy <laughs> Wade, dude. Like I'm not. <laughs> he has this show that with the <laughs> monsters, the fish, or whatever river monsters. I'd be like, dude, <laughs> this is just as fucking weird as your shit. Okay, it's just a different yeah. <laughs> quit eyeing oh my, my fish. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Oh my Very gosh, man. Yeah. All right, so this isn't funny, but well, it's it's, it's a little ironic. But uh, so I came across this article, and I was like, "Holy shit, that actually makes sense!" So apparently, um, remember how back in like 2012 they made a movie about it and everything? The world was supposed to end based on the Mayan calendar. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So apparently, these people went back and did the math because they forgot to talk about how the Gregorian calendar doesn't line up with our calendars today. So we're missing days. So from the time the calendar was created in 1752 to 2020, you basically miss 11 days out of that calendar, mm -hmm. which ends up, if you do the math on it being 2,948 days, which turns into about eight years by our calendar, which means that actually this week is the week that the world was supposed to completely go to shit by the Mayan calendar. And I was like, huh, with everything happening, uh, maybe they're not that far off. No, so. it's math, man. <laughs> math fucks everything up. And then they change the way how you do it now, too. And so it's like. <laughs> yeah. That's what happened. show my work. Forget to uh, carry the two. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> uh, I'm the fucking teacher. And I, this is so stupid, especially because I like half the time I hear my kids going, Siri, can you, uh, what's this plus this or Alexa? And I'm like. You know, with iPhone right. and everything else, these kids don't, and I can't add anyways. So, you know, I just don't, I freaking hate it. So, if they could, if the professionals and experts can screw up when the end of the world is, just add on another, you know, few years. <laughs> and like, exactly. Plus eight, remember yeah. the episode number. He's like, you always add one, right? So, he, that's probably yeah. what we just need to do. <laughs> exactly. No, you know, it's funny that you say that because I was working with, uh, so my 12 year old was doing math homework and he was doing multiplication and he's like showing me this this question and asking me how to answer it and stuff and i show him kind of the way and he's like oh that's way different than than how i learned i'm like oh well show me how you learned and maybe i can adapt you know meet you halfway and he shows me his fucking math homework and they're like drawing like 30 boxes yeah. to get i'm like what the shit is that that is way more complicated than just cross multiplying and i'm just like why 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 change a good thing 
too. Was the answers wrong before? Is this more accurate? No, it's just, you know, I think that they're just trying to make people, it's like, okay, uh, instead of you guys just going into like Ontario, you're going to have to drive to Florida and then come back up. (laughs) So that I can, so that I can show how my trip went. Who shows their (laughs) in life, right? Like two plus two is 22 in most people's books these days because nobody (laughs) and I'm one of them. Like I just put it into my phone. I mean, why would you add 15 miles of work? When like we have all this technology and no one's going to need it. I don't know. It's so dumb to me. And I mean, I was teaching them percentages and I'm like, I was a waitress for years. This is how you do it fast. I don't care what teacher says because I graduated with them. So it's like, (laughs) it's like 13th grade there for all my friends with teachers. So I'm like, I don't understand. We didn't learn this this way. (laughs) And isn't isn't the whole point of efficiencies based on finding the correct answer in the fastest way possible? Well, Maddie, like, you're looking for common sense here. It's 20. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess. Yeah. Good point. Good point. I mean, we could teach them how to do taxes too, but what do they need that for? <laughs> good point. Yeah. Maybe some good point. they could use. Yeah. Right. <laughs> nope. 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 Because then they'll actually contribute to society and be part of the solution. <laughs> I said that they that they should have been teaching people how to do their taxes in like grade ten. Oh gosh, like, yeah. I mean, nobody. Yeah. I I mean, algebra is so. Who puts letters and numbers together like that? To me, <laughs> you know, like the devil's work. So that's <laughs> yeah, the devil's and work. I've never used it, and I've gone to Oxford and I've gone to Harvard, and I'm not. I'm not, nobody gives a shit normally. So it's like I'm not trying to throw up, but it's like. If I couldn't add, but yet I could still do all that, um, I, I'm okay with that. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Cool point for you to get high enough in a job that you have someone else do that for you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you start oh. your own company and you hire an accountant. <laughs> I love it. Great. What do you so got, what, Tony? People who love doing that. <laughs> Well, um, so that is that is officially the end of probably our, our funny news. Now, I do want to bring something up because we we don't normally talk about this, um, but given our guest today, uh, it might be something worthwhile. Now, we uh, I'm not sure if you've actually heard about this, but um, SpaceX is is now uh, offering, or they're looking for beta testers to check out their new internet service. Ever if you've ever thought about uh, a different form of of internet service. Apparently, uh, Elon Musk's uh, company, SpaceX, has launched uh, something like 540 Starlink satellites into orbit. Now, they apparently cause a, a quite a create uh, a quite a creative low level um, high speed internet service uh, from the atmosphere, and um, it, it's supposed to be great, like an all new kind of broadband that's uh, going to be available where, you know, or give access to people with the internet who don't normally have access to things. Yeah. Now, I, I guess, uh, personally, I let's be honest, uh, where I am, I I still even feel my internet service isn't as good. And, and the, the more we become tech savvy, the more we want faster speeds. Now, the, the funniest thing about this whole article, when you when you get to the end of it, uh, you you do get you know, the, 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 the naysayers, right. The, uh, the, the space and, and, uh, NASA and everybody who are like, well, this would be great and everything, but you know, all those satellites up there will potentially block, um, telescopes from potentially seeing asteroids coming into earth. Yeah. Well, yeah. we have that, right. 
It's like a side yeah, right. is coming into earth at this point um i don't see it that way i see it as we now have a safety net around us yeah right (laughs) it'll ricochet off of that yeah exactly you don't have to blow through 600 satellites to get to us asteroid right (laughs) and we're gonna have great internet service so we'll see it coming that way there you go (laughs) See, positive, yeah. positive. See, if more people were like you, this world would be a better place. <laughs> what, Canadian? <laughs> Whatever it is, positive. But you have that boot. I mean, man, it gets me every time. I love it. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we <Wow. laughs> find uh, positive aspects throughout things. I mean, let's be honest. Everything's kind of shitty as it is. Mm-hmm. So if you don't try to have some type of great outlook towards it, or at least see that silver lining, you might as well just curl up into the fetal position and die. Like, they're, they're, why are you going to live your life miserable or living your life in fear? Like, I could live, or, or I could, I could be worried that I'm going to step out and and get hit by a bus every day, or I could live my life on the fact that it probably won't happen. You betcha. My God, I don't get hit by a bus tomorrow. So. Honestly, dude, a positive attitude is all just about perspective. That's yeah, all it is. And how you react and respond to things. I mean, that's the whole reason why I'm on your show is because of you know that. <laughs> Well, awesome. <laughs> yeah, well, it wasn't always awesome. You know, I was an asshole. That's for damn sure. For you know, but you know, you live and learn. But we'll get into well, that. We're all about personal growth. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, progress. Love yeah. it. So, Stacy, let's let's talk about you and uh, what you do, so uh, that our our listeners can get to to know you a little bit more. Okay. Um. So I am a producer. Um. My, I'll start from when I first started as a producer about a little over five years ago. Um, I had just gotten out of the broadcast industry. And um, at that point in time, uh, I was a widowed single mom of two boys. um, And I quit my full-time comfy job with benefits. And uh, I decided I was going to go out and either start my own business and and find my place. And um, I mean, it was crazy looking back on it, but uh, it was the best thing I ever did. So I got hired to do PR for um, this film called 100 Acres of Hell, and it stars WWE superstar Gene Snitsky, um, Clerks, Ernie O'Donnell, and all the Kevin Smith movies. Uh, he's from all the Kevin Smith movies. Yeah. Um, and I'm mm-hmm. just a naturally curious person, so I like to learn how things work, and I ask questions. Um, a week on to my first set, film set, not TV set, but film set, Um, My questions ended up leading to um, finding out some things that um, terminated a person's, uh, uh, you know, part on the team there. And they came to me and said, uh, would you be the production manager and run the whole production? And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? You know, (laughs) you do know that like you guys have been in the industry for like for, you know, Ernie, I was like, you've been in, you were the one who taught me how to curse when I was watching your movie and my parent, like in my friend's basement, like you've been in this business for so long. And he's like, they all believed in me and they knew that I didn't know what I was doing. So I'm like, I have an opportunity and I ordered filmmaking for dummies. And now that's streaming on Amazon prime and voodoo iTunes. It's on like 27 platforms right now, uh, currently. So, um, I mean, it's funny. I'm, I'm a big component of just, you know, if there's an opportunity uh, and you want to take it, even if you don't know, just take it because worse things 
that could happen really was just that, okay, I suck. And I realize I don't want to do this, but I never had any intention on, on doing this. Um, my business partner, Mark Denenbaum, who I ended up, you know, right after all of the filming, um, we kind of partnered up and he was like, you're a producer. And I'm like, no, I'm not because, you know, I was in the live TV broadcasting world as a, uh, excuse me, a live news director. And mm-hmm. The producers there, you know, sat next to you in the control room and, you know, you're usually like, no, move this, move this. No, hurry up. Do you know, you're usually telling them what to do um, or they're just, you know, running the show and you're just paying attention because it's live. And, um, you know, so I had no idea what a film producer was, but my business partner's like, you're a producer, you're a producer. And once he finally showed me and talked me into it. I was like, holy shit, I'm a producer. Like I didn't even, you know, I just like, it was a natural thing for me. Um, and then right after hundred acres of hell, um, I went and I, uh, produced alongside Academy award winning producer director, Robert May down in Haiti. We did, um, a documentary, uh, that after it debuted at the national conference in 2016, it w- like, raised even like $2 million or something just within 20 minutes and then more along the way. But we were able to build like a whole 14 acre thing with security and self-sustaining agriculture and schools and internet and homes and running water and for these orphans down in Haiti um, in less than a year. Um, And I still keep in touch with them and the translator. And um, so my passion really, and my team's passion, we like to give a voice to people who wouldn't have otherwise have been heard. Um, so, I mean, we're really passionate about the documentary side of things, but we've, you know, my business partner, Mark, he, he was on the first two seasons of Sons of Anarchy, you know, in production. Um, he's worked with every major studio. He did Hotel for Dogs. He was on Scrubs, uh, Heroes, 24, Elementary. Uh, I mean, the top shows in the world out in LA and, um, you know, he decided after a few years, he's like, I'm going to come back and start my own company and then you know over time him and I just met up in Scranton because in Scranton and in the Poconos you know it's not Hollywood so everyone always told you you have to leave you have to leave and it's not I mean it's a coal mining town and um you know my parents were factory workers my dad was hurt I mean the the area is not uh you know it's not a rich area so you yeah. just have to kind of, uh, like, you know, make lemonade out of duct tape sometimes. <laughs> but um, so, but to, to see that he had the same mentality as I did as, you know, let's build something here so that other people, you know, don't have to move away from their families. We can have our families here. Um, and, and of course, because everybody said we couldn't do it. You bet your freaking ass that's where our hub is going to be. And, like, you know, like, yep. that's yeah. where I'm planting my ass. Um, so, yeah, I mean it's, it's been, it's been a crazy, awesome, you know, fun experience. And, um, we're working on a bunch of stuff, but we've also done commercials, uh, like for Toyota for the Super Bowl a few years, Paralympic games. Um, you know, it's just, it's, it's just so fun to do a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now i had mentioned, uh, at the beginning of the show that uh, you had done some uh, work with the Olympics. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. What was what that like for you? I mean, this is this is one of those events that, it, you know, it's global and everybody tunes in and everybody watches. These yeah. Uh, well, so I at the end of it, I ended up getting a, a flesh eating parasite. <laughs> Just don't forget all of the people from all over the world come to one place. Um, mm-hmm. 
Honestly, I was scared to death because um, my husband passed away when I was 28 in uh, the end of 2011, and the Olympics were the summer of 2012. But, um, you know, and I went to school at Oxford, so I also knew that, like, terrorists wouldn't be flying in. They would be walking down the street from Oxford or Cambridge. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's like, when you work in the media, you've seen everything go wrong probably at least once, so it's always in the back of your mind. Um, and I just remember my oldest son, uh, he was like seven at the time. And he said, you know, cause I almost didn't go because I was afraid, you know, since I was the only parent left and my son's like, you know, my friends said they could have done, their parents could have done this and they could have done that. But I want to say that my mom did do that. And I'm like, holy shit, kids. Like, oh my God, like, where did, oh my God. you know, so um, I wasn't there for the entire six weeks. Um, and I was just freelancing because I was still working for ABC. So working for NBC was like, nope. <laughs> it was fun, but I'm like, listen, I'm taking this opportunity. I don't care because it's the biggest event of the year, like of, of broadcasting. Um, and it was, it was incredible. I mean, I, I've met people from all over the place. Um, just in total, I've worked in, in like 47 countries in, in broadcasting while I was in it. Um, and it was, it was awesome. Um, but yeah, every, you know, they say there's no broads in broadcasting too, right? So like, that's why when I fell, skinned my knee, I was working on the uh, sailing Olympics down in Portsmouth and Weymouth. And so when I was bleeding, I'm just like, no, just put a bandaid on it. No big deal. You know, because I, you know, again, if you're going to want equality, you got to, you know, make it equal. So I have no problem busting my ass. I grew up on a farm. This is nothing <laughs> like bailing hay. And, I mean, geez, walking headfirst into electric fences and getting bit by animals. That was my childhood. So this is like, whatever. Um, But in the event, I know Meredith Vieira ended up getting the same exact thing. It's like, almost like a cousin to like scabies, but it got into, it was in the water or something. And so, oh, it was, it was terrible. But, you know, it was like one of those things that eats the epidermis layer of your skin. And, you know, the side effects of the lotion you put on was like cancer and leukemia. And I'm like, oh, isn't this? Oh, my God. Isn't it wonderful? (laughs) No, but um, and then, you know, it was nice. I got asked to work um, at a bunch of, you know, the other ones following that. But um, sometimes, you know, it's just you just I just did one and done. And I'm like, you know, I know I could if I want to. And, you know, I just I don't have to do everything anymore. And just to know that I could do it. And, you know, sometimes knowing you're good enough is just good enough. Um, And that's the same with a lot of different jobs. And I've turned down, even though, you know, they've offered it to me. And they were like, you said this was your dream job. And I'm like, I know. But sometimes just knowing you're good enough is good enough. Just I'm not going to move my whole family after I just lost my husband, you know, overseas. And but I still get to do the best of both worlds. Um, I still produce for a lot of the people over there. So I'm usually over in Europe about at least like five times a year all over the place. Um, last year I was, I did a thing on Normandy for the 75th anniversary. Um, I was doing Land Rover stuff outside of Birmingham. I was working with the Queens charity um, and I got Oxford involved uh, on a homeless documentary that we're hoping to still continue to do after the COVID stuff. Um, and it's just, you know, I'm one of those people that likes, I, it, it's not even thinking outside the box. I don't, there's no fucking box. Like if you want a triangle, if you want a can of tuna fish, think outside of it. I don't care, but I'm, you know, I'm constantly trying to just, uh, you know, people think I'm nuts, but at least I'm thinking and I'm, I'm trying new things and, um, looking at different ways how to do stuff. Cause everybody does, you know, everybody does the same thing. They're like, you got to do it this way. It's like, no, you don't. Cause if I followed the rules, I wouldn't be here. And you know, 
I'd, I'd still be listening or to all the people who pointed their finger at me, you know, when I was at rock bottom and all that kind of shit too. So <laughs> just been, yeah. I'm not afraid to fail. And that's why people call me dangerous now, I guess. Well, that's what <laughs> told me. So, you know, that's amazing. And you've done, you've, it sounds like you've done so many things, um, you know, over the years. And is, is there anything that you haven't checked off of the list of, of things that you want to do? Um, yeah. Well, coming up, you know, I'm, um, well, I'm, I'm, when I was at Oxford, I was also, uh, taking 70 to a hundred Vicodin a day, uh, for about five years. So I, you know, hit my rock bottom at the number one school in the world. Um, mm-hmm. and this was 17 years ago. So I've been clean for 17 years off of hard drugs. Like it's, it was mostly opioids, but it wasn't an epidemic or a problem then. So when I went to ask for help, it was like, well, I wasn't under drinking. It wasn't heroin or marijuana. I, I had a prescription for it, and it was like nobody knew what to do. Um, and it was a it was a process. But I, d- you know, the whole world turned their back against me, and I bounced back. And then, um, you know, my husband, after he got out of the military, uh, he was in the Navy, and he had PTSD, and and so he died of a heroin overdose. And you know. I found out the person who had shot him up because my husband wasn't that kind of person. Um, he had only done it, I guess, once or twice. But um, the per- I reached out to the person and said, listen, I want to talk to you when, when you can. And um, he reached back out to me and I picked him up at the halfway house the next day. I took him for lunch and said, I'll help you if you could be the father to your two sons and the husband to your wife that my husband could no longer be. Um, because I know what that's like to be, you know, at, mm-hmm. kicking you when you're down. No one wants to help you. Everyone's telling you you're a failure. And, you know, he, I remember him saying like, you're the one person who's supposed to hate me and you're the only person willing to help me. And I'm like, fuck yeah, man. I never follow the rules. Like I always root for the underdog. And, you know, if I sent him back to prison, that would be home to him. Cause that's what he knows. He just, he's been tossed around his whole life. And it's like, he's now been clean for almost nine years. He was shooting 50 plus bags a day. He was the worst of all of them. Wow. There were four of them. And now he's the only one left and all the other ones died of a, a heroin overdose. And I haven't wow. even seen him in two years. So I have not only, I've proved that the only thing more powerful than drugs is love and forgiveness. And it sustained itself without me holding his hand, you know? So, and everyone yeah. thought I was nuts. They're like, I can't believe you're going to forgive him. And now they're all friends with them. And I mean, that's what life's all about, man. Like you got to make a difference. You got to be And why the hell would I care? Now all those people that, you know, point their fingers at me, if I would have listened to them, I'd be exactly where they are. But those people aren't at rock bottom, but they're, they're not at the top either. You know? And, yeah. Well, yeah. it actually, that, that, you know, that story that you just told um, touches back earlier in our conversation where, you can't change the past, but you can learn from it and be better for the future. And it sounds like, um, it sounds like you've been living those lessons yeah, uh, for man. a long time. Yeah, I, not only just the personal growth, like such amazing things, but because you open up and you're sharing and and you're willing to forgive and move forward, you're you're making a difference in not one person's life, one person's life, but you know his kids and and his wife, and mm-hmm. that can to spread outwards and um you know there's that ripple effect of of one person's kindness and uh it, it's truly what this world needs is more of that it's perspective if if somebody tells you or shows you a way to think differently instead of negatively then maybe i mean because i'm not gonna he took my husband like my 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 husband's life's gone but i gave him a life 
And that makes me happy to see him be able to go do that because, you know, I want to make something good come from something bad. And I was perfectly going into that. You know, he could have told me to go fuck myself and I was totally fine with it because forgiveness isn't for the other person. It's for you. And I, you know, I got my shit back and I'm like, well, this is, I'm just going to try it out. Cause I mean, I know what that feels like. So, uh, well, and you could have easily, easily held on to that hate and that anger. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know what I mean? It's, you took the, the much harder route in my because opinion. Then I feel like everyone else, everyone else is fucking miserable. And when I got to the top, all the people I talked to, I realized they all dipped at least dipped their toe in rock bottom, if not been there themselves. And the people pointing their fingers, they're still there pointing their fingers until now all of a sudden, you know, I when somebody other people stood up for me, like without me even being there, holy crap. I was like, Wow, I never thought I'd see that. But you know, then all of a sudden the finger just turns a little bit, you know, a different angle towards someone else. And it's like, shut the fuck up. You know what I mean? It's just like yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. It's like if this is if this is oh you're supposed to fail you're how do you explain me then you know and like when they ask me for tickets to the concerts for their kids I say absolutely I absolutely do and ten times out of ten they're like you know I apologize for the past I, don't worry about it man just be a better example an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth leave the world Start today uh, yeah. tooth with blind people <laughs> yeah absolutely oh, that's amazing. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. agree more with that mentality. It's fantastic. So yeah, that's my one project. I figured, you know, if I freaking live through this shit, like, I just want to, you know, do a film that's, and, and we are writing one right now, based off of my life. I And I'm not trying to, I don't like the attention and all that, but I know people don't do this every day. And it, it has caught so many people's attention. And, mm-hmm. you know, for me, that's a way for me to honor my husband because I know that that's not who he was. I, I've known him since we were five. He grew up down the road for me. Um, you know, and it's like, sometimes I, I believe things have to happen. Um, and, I, you know, God chooses people to suffer so they in turn can help others who suffer. Whether you believe in God or not, the principle is still the same, you know, so. Well, that's good. And, and you know, it's sometimes telling your story is, is therapeutic for you and the lessons from the story helps others. So it's really a win-win. Yeah. And just imagine all the people when they, cause I go to the Grammy awards every year. Could you imagine like trying to ruin my life? And then like 15 years later, you see me on the red carpet with Tim <laughs> Faith Hill. Like, you know how much that hurt probably to hit that like button, <laughs> but that's yep. not what it's about. It's not what it's about, but yep. yeah. Success- <laughs> <laughs> but it's going to feel so good. In there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. That's amazing. All right, now I'm here with you. <laughs> yeah, I know. And and to to further our fun and questions, uh, how about we get into the second part of our show and uh, we'll get into Maddie's uh, rapid fire questions. Rapid fire questions. All right, awesome. So I'm going to ask you a cavalcade of uh, very quick questions uh, as fast as I can. And you're going to answer the first thing that comes to your mind. And if you don't want to answer it or you don't like the question, just say pass or we can come back to it after. Okay. All right, here we go. Question number one. What made up word would you register into the English language? Uh, something with cunt in it. I love cunt. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> number two. What's the scariest dream you can remember? Um, Jesus, I don't know. Come back to that because I'll have something. All right. What superpower do you wish you had? Oh, oh my God. Uh, I guess to fly. 
That's popular. Yep. What is your earliest childhood memory? Um, running into the electric fence when I was paying attention to this pretty flower, um, cause I was, you know, in the country and it's like that first zap to your forehead of like all of that wattage from, you know, oh, you got it in the forehead. You know, like, so I mean, it's just like, walk it off. <laughs> I have, I, I have peed on an electric fence. I know it's so cliche, but it sucks. Uh, good for so, it. It's funny. I, I was tricked. I was the city boy who went to work on the farm for a while. And um, and the farmers all stood around. And when I looked at it, I was like, well, what's with the orange string? And they're like, oh, no, it, it, you just you touch it. I was like, what? He's like, no. no. So I, I grabbed a hold of it. And, of course, they had to pry me off. It I, oh I, had a well, I mean, Maddie, is that why you had that with the cowboy boot on, that third leg? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what happened. It was like a <laughs> nuclear accident after that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um. <laughs> All right. What activity makes you the happiest? Oh, I love ancestry because dead people don't talk back. <laughs> That's a good point. That's yeah. a good point. Um, what foreign language would you most like to learn? Uh, I took Spanish for eight years and now I can only speak it when I drink red wine. So I'd really like to perfect it again. <laughs> cool. Cool. Um, what decade would you most like to live in? Oh, I want to relive the 90s. They were so fun. I love the nineties. Best, mm -hmm. best music. I'm friends with uh, all of those guys now. Like I, I went on tour, you know, cause in backstage with, the I love the nineties guy. Oh, it's so fun. <gasps> oh, did you, my wife's a huge salt and pepper fan. So uh, that's like Spinderella and her brother, DJ born. Um, they were actually giving my son DJ lessons, uh, before all this COVID stuff happened. But yeah, I, I know Spinderella and, and her brother real well. I go to their family parties and stuff. Tony and I got to come hang out with you. You sound like you just, not only are awesome, but you also hang out with the coolest people. Oh, good. Yeah. If you're going to fucking go through hell, when you come out on the other side, you're going to just really like take advantage of life. But honestly, yeah, but... the whole reason why I re I'm just me, like the way I am right now with you, like I, I did tell Pep once when we were on a cruise for the Isle of the 90s cruise down in Mexico, I was like, your shit stinks just as bad as mine does. <laughs> True. That's hilarious. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> all right number eight uh do you have a go-to joke oh, guys i've been apologizing for half the shit that's come out of my mouth tonight are you kidding me <laughs> <laughs> do you want to share it with us <laughs> i don't like i don't even i don't even know like I, I seriously when you ask me stuff like that like i'm just so much better you know with it because usually when you're hearing what comes out of my mouth, I might be hearing it for the first time too, just because ADHD <laughs> is a superpower and I don't take medicine or anything. I just try to harness it. I, That's I, awesome. I don't know. I'm sorry. My life is a joke. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> what was the, what was the first movie that made you cry? Mm. Oh man. I, well, I remember seeing the little mermaid in the movie theater and it was like, Oh yeah. That one yeah. <laughs> Disney always gets to people's hearts. I know. guess so. Now I just am desensitized and I stay the hell away from crying because life's hard enough. <laughs> Did you know in that movie there's a hidden, like little hidden thing where oh, yeah. the guy that's officiating their wedding pops a boner? Yes, the priest boner. Yep. With that, like the old ones had him on the front cover making, a, you know, whew, Disney. I don't know what's going yeah. on. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, stuffed in a room that are frustrated with their job making zero money they're throwing dicks in there that is <laughs> <laughs> <It's> amazing 
<laughs> awesome. What? Uh, oh, do you believe in aliens? Yeah, well, kind of. Um, my aunt isn't was an astronaut. She went up twice and was the uh, engineer who launched the Venus Magellan. Um, mm-hmm. So I hear a lot of stories, and she's never come out and actually told me yes or no because I've asked. Um, so I'm hoping maybe when I visit her, I can, have, I can have some more answers, but, um, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's, everything's made up of carbon, um, and there's carbon everywhere. So, I mean, all right. How number 11, how would you spend a hundred mil? Ugh, ah, I wouldn't, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, who knows? Oh, no, because I was like, I used to care about that. And it's like, it's stupid now. You know, like, I don't care about all that. I, I have all those Louboutin shoes. It's like, you can't even walk in them. Um, <laughs> I think, you know, I don't know. I, I would come up with some good freaking plan, though, because I'm smart. And, uh, you know, I'd be like, here we go. I don't know. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just want one person to say sneakers and a in a pizza. <laughs> sneakers that double as a shoe, not or as a canoe, not as social distancing. So then I can. <laughs> yeah, you'd make a size seventy six social distancing shoes and beat yeah. the guy to market. Seriously. <laughs> uh, what exotic animal would you like to domesticate if you could? None. I were grew up on a farm. I didn't see the ocean until I was sixteen because of the bastards. You know, like you know. <laughs> No, that's fair. <laughs> what uh, what gets on your nerves? What's your biggest pet peeve? Um, I if you sneeze more than three times, get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> I know people who sneeze more than three times. That's I, hilarious. <laughs> I, it's in my yearbook. I said compulsive sneezers and people who think they're better than you. You know, they, they didn't put the fat girls in tiny clothes comment, but you know, I'm glad they did. <laughs> Life was a little difficult for a while, so. Uh, but. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I what was the last thing you did just for yourself? Um. Oh man, I upgraded on my flight home from Kansas City when my head meetings last week. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Hey, treat yourself. That's yeah, right. I hate the airline anyway, so I might as well have more leg room, right? <laughs> exactly. What uh, what holiday would you erase from the calendar if you could? Oh, Valentine's Day! It's so stupid. Finally, I I thought we would have it way before this. I'm glad you said it. I hate all the typical girl shit. I'm glad someone comes right out just instantly. No, fuck Valentine's Day. Yeah, (laughs) and it's Day or whatever it is. Yeah, fuck that too. You know, like it's so dumb. Like, love me on a Wednesday at 11:53 in the morning if you really care. (laughs) That's we got Arbor Day once. That was a yeah. funny answer. Well, you know, you guys, I mean, you put horse in your in your hamburgers, and uh, that's okay, though. It's strange stuff, but I enjoy all of it, so I can't complain. <laughs> right. Just put a little ketchup on it. Yeah. Um, what do you do when you can't fall asleep? Um, uh, so every night, no, um, I basically <laughs> just, like, I work and think and that's usually where some of my greatest ideas come from and i mean that's why we're called 25 age studios because 24 7 is enough time <laughs> i like it i like it One of these that's very cool that's my business partner that's yeah. on him but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's the best thing you've ever eaten oh 
God, I've been to like over 70 countries and um, I've eaten a lot. Is there anything that really stands out though that you were just like, holy shit? um, Well, actually, yeah, I had whale in Iceland um, and they they don't do it anymore. And they had puffin and that puffin, I bought little earrings because I felt bad, but that little filet was the thing. Oh, it was so good. Yeah. Is is this like the the that 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 only is that tiny little bit of meat, the rest will kill you? (laughs) I, whatever it is, those fluffy little things, their ass tasted amazing. It was so good. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, have you ever had a crush on a fictional character? Mm. It could be, it could be a character in a, a real life acted show or comic cartoon book. or will, comic okay. book. Well, mm. My my best friend now is uh, Jesse Snyder. From, he's Dee Snyder's son from Twisted Sister. And I originally saw him on uh, Growing Up Twisted on the reality show. <laughs> I was just talking ah, to him earlier. Yeah. And now we're like, you know, he, he inspires me. He's so positive. Um, and, you know, it's just so great to have, like, good people in your life. But it's really funny when, you know, I remember just sitting in my living room and having my kids and just watching him on TV. And then he did Rock the Cradle and was an MTV VJ. Um, yep, and we became friends like, you know, six years ago or something. And, um, it, it, you know, that kind of stuff happens now because like, I mean, kid and play, I know them. And, and when I, I mean, all for one is my very good close friends now. So like all the people that I grew up with and I was on comic book, man, um, I'm yep. friends with all the comic book men. All, I'm friends with all the people. So it's like, I think of them as people now instead of yeah, yeah. your friends <laughs> yeah i mean that's yeah. cool so <laughs> very cool very cool all right then question number 20 what is your favorite podcast you've been on in the last 12 hours oh my god it's this one of course <laughs> no hesitation i love that well, no, absolutely not i love having fun like the ones that are you know long and drawn out i mean i appreciate yeah. but no, I like to laugh and, and like this one, I'll, I'll listen to again for sure. <laughs> I'll be like, wow. I well, thank you. Thank and, you. And we'd love to, to have you circle back around with us at some point uh, as well. And, uh, Maybe after yeah. the COVID thing, we'll go and, you know, I'll come up to Canada and we can do something. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Let us know. Let us know. We've got some, uh, we've got some pretty cool stuff up here. So Kingston area, the limestone city, it's a great tourist area. Lots oh. of things to look at. They've got lots of bars. So, is it haunted? Because I know limestone is like we have a haunted walk. Yes, we do. Yeah, yeah. You can actually even go to the fort. Well, there's a something called uh, Fort Henry, and um, yeah, it's uh, when was it built, Tony? Oh, jeez. Uh, you know where? Well, you can you can easily put it be before the the um, what was it? The War of uh, uh, 1812. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It was. It's so. so well, I think it was built in the 1700s. If I'm yeah, not mistaken. So it's still young. I've been long for long. I can't remember this stuff. <laughs> That's still so cool, though. That's really neat. Yeah, yeah. There's some cool stuff and, and some really good uh, like haunted walks and stuff in our city. So nice. Yeah. I hope they sponsor your podcast because uh, you know, that was a great promo. <laughs> good push. <laughs> yeah, we should reach oh, out now. Date right. <laughs> Send them an invoice. <laughs> Send them the clip. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's great. Yeah. <laughs> well, do you have uh anything that you'd like to pitch? Um well, I'm going to be uh what well, we are in the works right now. We're doing a documentary um 
with a Grammy nominated blues artist. Uh, his name's Clarence Beatty. He's played with everyone from BB King to Eric Clapton, open for the Temptations and Supremes. Um, he was actually dubbed the future of blues. Um, and he was a drug addict for 40 years and lost his son last year to an overdose. And so, I, I mean, this is why I love life too, because I'm helping him tell a story and he's clean now. He's been clean for a few months, but to to help everybody see their potential and to, um, you know, give them a second shot, I guess. And they really like when, when someone really cares about you, you can tell. And when you've had a lot yeah. of people who don't, um, and especially someone like me, I mean, he's in his late fifties and here I am at 36 being like, okay, you know, come on, we could do this. And, and, it's funny. Um, and he's like, you're the only person who could understand. And, you know, he's like, you've done more for me than anybody else has in 40 years. And I'm like, you, you were up for a Grammy, dude. Like, I'm just like a nobody, you know, who just sits in the seats. But, um, you know, so I'm super stoked about that. He's going to have an album with it and a book. Um, so all new music. It's amazing blues. He has a bunch of stuff um, already out. Uh, if you look them up, Just Between Us is like my favorite song. Um, so we have that. And 258 Studios is, uh, we're always looking for, um, you know, some new investors. And we don't even like to do the normal, you know, it, you don't have to be a millionaire to do it. Um, but we have a lot of projects and we kind of just are, are finding new ways to do things, especially after COVID. Um, and the entertainment industry has completely changed. So there's ways to do things that are, you know, cheaper, but can still have the same quality of like the one to $2 million thing. And, and, you know, we're, we're implementing a bunch of, you know, new stuff with, uh, distribution and whatnot. So, you know, making money back faster is, is our goal. And, um, you know, I think it could really work because we've had a team of people, we're experts in all different fields, whether it's entertainment, law, and, you know, just everything with my team. And um, it's it's very hopeful and I'm excited. So, um, you know, there's there's a lot of projects. And if anybody wants to be a part of them, they can contact me. Or if anybody just wants, you know, to, to have advice or whatever and reach out, that's fine. You know, don't ask me. If you send me a dick pic, I'm going to put it with the others and I'm putting out a newsletter. <laughs> No, I'm adding you to the wall of dicks. Yep. I mean, <laughs> you know, oh, man, like you, you could just imagine. <laughs> like, oh, okay. You know, there's a reason why you put pants on it because it's fucking ugly. Okay. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like elf's nose. Oh, <laughs> like, assholes. I'm like, oh, that's a nice balloon knot. What do you like? Who does that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'll get back to everybody, um, you know, and, and if you're an asshole, like, that's okay, too. Like, I, I don't take life too seriously because I was kind of an asshole for a long time. So <laughs> she'll get back, but you're at the bottom of the list. To manipulate people, but now we just do it for good because, you know. <laughs> Very cool. Well, well thank yeah. you so well, much for being on the show. We, we really do appreciate you. You're a, a, a nice breath of uh, fresh, positive air. And, and uh, I hope that our listeners get to get to learn a little bit uh, and, and hopefully they, they show the same attributes. Cause uh, yeah, it's been nice having you on the show. 100%. And uh, we'll make sure that we post up uh, your, your website and your links uh, up on our guest page. So anybody who's listening while they're driving right now can uh, jump over to our website, uh, go to the guest page and look up Stacy's uh, bio and uh, reach out if you need to. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I will get back to you. It might be a little bit because, you know, if things get back going, I'm 
just got to catch up, but I promise you, be patient with me. I, I will get back to you because it's important to me, you know, to be the example as well and just be a friend. So, <laughs> yeah, perfect. Well, uh, don't, be, don't be a stranger. Make sure you uh, circle back with us at some point and uh, we'd love to have you back at some point. Of course. I mean, come on, I'm a toy. Let's play, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Wonderful. Excellent. Well, thank you very much, Stacey. And uh, we'll uh, we'll let you know when uh, the episode drops and uh, have yourself a wonderful evening. You too. Thank you, boys. <laughs> Take no care. problem. Take care. Bye. So this is a good time for us to pitch our social media. You could get us on our website. Thefap.ca. On uh, Twitter. Is thefap4. You can get us on Instagram. Is the Fab Podcast. Don't forget our Facebook. The Freaking Awesome Podcast. And uh, you can always reach out via email. The Fab Podcast at gmail.com. I'm on the air. We on the air. We got this podcast. Ah, uh, uh, not again. Wicked sweet. Eh. <laughs>